Hey, here we go. Hey, we're here. <laughs> awesome. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, there is Chris. What's up? And Brittany. So we're just going to test this out today and see how see how it works. See if we like it. Mm -hmm. See if the visual aspect will lend to our <laughs> constant complaining. <laughs> but I actually do have uh, uh, I actually do have a I do have a conversation starter oh. that okay mm. will probably lend to us using you know the resources we have available to us uh, and it will be constructive I think because right. of the okay. question that was bugging me. Uh, last week anyway we'll get into that but okay. before i forget to do this yeah um welcome to anybody watching on the upstart filmworks channel and on my youtube channel all this will remain up um you know after we get done and we'll hopefully try to continue doing this but first and foremost as some of you know if you don't know we're doing a private screening private of screen. chris's film in the blood that yep. Brittany was the producer on yep and that I pretty much did everything else on. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> We're doing that in uh, April, on April the 11th, in Houston. And Steve Nichols, a good friend of ours, a uh, VFX guy who's working on some stuff for us right now. He works on other films quite a bit. He lives in Vancouver. He bought two tickets to donate to give away um, for the screening. So... If you are interested in doing so, in entering the drawing, I'm going to do the drawing, I think, March the 6th is what, what I said. Yes. On the podcast that we didn't put out. So it doesn't matter what I said. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can say whatever now. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the drawing on uh, – I'm going to take these off because I know we sound fine. Uh, I'm going to do the drawing on March the 6th. And all you have to do is send a postcard or letter. I got a couple yesterday, so no people are doing it. Send a postcard or letter to my office address because the story behind that is I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting my mail correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to help me suss it out. You know, help me be the Encyclopedia Brown here. So send a postcard or letter to my office address, and then also follow it up with an email to uh, uh, the Upstart Film Assistant email account. So that I, if, if for some reason your mail does get lost, I know you have an entry, you know, and we'll do it on the honor system. So make sure you do mail something. Uh, but in case you're wondering what all those things are, oh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, enter to win. Where's it at? God, my eyes are going bad. Boom. <laughs> why is why are you laughing? <laughs> it's, it's the sound effect. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Boom. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's the address. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, nice. And also. You know, it has nothing to do with anything, but the yeah. mystery spot posters up there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to fill space. I get it. I mean, you know, I get it. Get... Second poster. I mean, you know, of, of in the blood. Yeah, we did have one. I could have put yeah. up too. But I think we're kind of holding back on. Yeah, that. I don't really want to. I don't yeah. want to yeah. fail. We that do one have yet. alternate art, which I think you've seen. Yeah, we actually with the axe, the red one. Yeah, we actually have two. No, so. I'll show it to you. There's actually two of them. Yeah. Yeah, because he when he sent me the first version. Uh, so everybody, write this down while we finish talking about this. Uh, he was like, oh, here's three ideas. It was like this one, essentially, and then one that was more like old-school Hitchcock. Yeah. And what was the third? I think it was like he was going more on like the like the look from The Conjuring, kind of. Right, yes. It was okay, more like I the house. I'll, I'll, I'll send them to yeah. you. But they're cool. They're, they're all... It was kind of hard to choose. Yeah. Because Jeff is really good at what he does. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So there's your opportunity. Send stuff in if you want tickets. Um, because that may be... That probably will be the only time that the uh, movie screens in not just Houston, but Texas this yeah, year. Yeah, Texas in general, yeah. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, I think we may be able to talk about the mm -hmm. world premiere. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. But we'll save that Yeah. for a discussion. Okay. Okay. So here's the question I put to you guys. Oh, God. Okay. I should have I prepared you for you it. So you yeah. Have to, but but I, think, I, I think it's something. No, no. It's, I think it's something we can kind of talk out. And if anybody, you know what, one of us should on the phone. Yeah. Pull up this feed to see up. if people are interacting. Feel free to throw in your ideas and comments because I always have a problem with this. So there is a convention coming up that I can't mention yet because they haven't said anything about it. But we're going to do something for it related to In the Blood. But they've also asked me and you yep. to do like a panel type, type workshop thing. And... In the past, when that's been presented to me, they usually go, here's what, or you're on with five other people, and it kind of like 
it's horror guys talking about making horror movies or whatever. Yeah. Or they'll give you a topic. But this time they were just like, well, what do you want to talk about? Or what do you usually talk? And I have done things like this. I've taught classes, I've taught video camps, but they're all very specific to the audience. Like, it's like, okay, here's how to show 12 to 14 year olds, how to make a short film in four days. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, and even if you move the ages up, everything you show them changes, you know, like, I, I could show the older group of kids when I did that stuff, I could show them North by Northwest or whatever scene from it. And they'd totally get it. Yeah. Whereas if you show that to younger kids, they'd be like, what is this black and white? You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd tune out. So even that stuff would kind of have to change, but you know, like the, the audience would kind of guide it. But when, when it's so open-ended like that, I'm like, well, what do people, what do you think people want to hear? in us in a context like that but also need to know like if it's people coming that want we're going to assume it's not just john q public looking to be entertained because in that in, in, in nothing wrong with that i've been that guy at conventions all the time but in that case you just tell stories and anecdotes or whatever <laughs> but if these are people that are looking to make movies on an indie level what information would you share with them like what do you think would be the most valuable I think that's a hard question because I don't know. It just, I guess it, it, it comes back to what level are they? And I know you're trying to say like, they're not just general public, but mm -hmm. they are sort of serious in it. Cause to me, like what they should know and probably what they came to hear is completely different. Mm -hmm. so I agree. You, that's you what want, makes it hard. Yeah, yeah. Cause you want to be able to give them, you know, then leave and like, oh yeah, that's what I was expecting. And that's what I want to hear. But at the same time, what they need to hear is a lot different and you don't want to be, you know, I, I'm thinking of like, you know, any kind of athlete that's interviewed after they win a game, right. And they all say the exact same thing. Like you don't want to come and say the exact same yeah. thing. You First know? I want to get thanks to God. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, yeah. the other team plays some good ball. Yeah, we but, just had to find the weaknesses. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the same thing. Yeah. Right. You don't want to say the same thing. Um, so that, that is hard. I'm going to have to think about what. Well, if someone came to you and was like, Brittany, you're teaching a, you are teaching this workshop and it's very specific. Like you can focus on what you do and what things you need done and what things you would want people to focus on. Like, what do you think? Like just out of the gate. Like if someone, let's just say <laughs> Parrish Randall comes to you last minute. <laughs> Plug Parrish. Yeah. And this really has a real story. That's why yeah. I'm telling it this way. I was at Texas Frightmare weekend. Uh, what year was it? Was Imago ish? Yeah, year, it, was, right? it was Imago. Yeah. Um, and Parrish came to me and said, "Hey, man, <laughs> I remember this. Last now. minute, we need you to run this workshop for all these people that have paid to come to this filmmaking workshop. Oh my god! And you're the only person that we think could handle it. I mean, essentially. Yeah. Um, will you do it? And I, I was like, I guess. And at the time I had maybe done the stuff at a role, like I'd maybe taught film class, maybe a little bit minus the stuff I had taught at access, which was just like, here's how you edit, here's how you use this yeah. program or whatever. So I just had the within, I had a two hour lead time mm -hmm. and just had to go in and run and just start talking. Yeah. What would you do? If it's a similar situation. What would yeah, you do? Just in filmmaking in general, uh -huh. I feel like it would be uh, how to get the most out of your budget. Okay. And the reasoning for that is obviously because I feel like the last four or five things that I've been on, um, it, that's been a problem. And I feel like there's a lot of mismanagement in budgets where people think that, you know, they should spend all their money on this one thing. And there's a couple uh, really important areas that needed attention, but, you know, producer, director, whoever it is, didn't think that. And mm -hmm. so... Uh, it gets mismanaged and, and whether your film gets done or not, I think, you know, budgeting things uh, correctly, not only, you know, help your crew morale, but I think you get a better product in the end. So that's probably the direction I would go was, you know, where to spend your budget on that's most important and, you know, like things that you should compromise on depending on your budget. Like there's certain, you know, you probably shouldn't have pyrotechnics on a very... Low budget, uh, low shoot. budget shoot. You know, you think think about how to compromise that. So yeah. that would probably be my topic. Okay, I mean that's pretty good. It's pretty. It, I mean, it's it's so 
it's so wide ranging, I guess. And I it yeah. definitely could keep you talking. Yeah. 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 Cause I've, there could be different specifics you could go on, right? Like budgeting for crew or budgeting for a fat, you know, but I think just in general, having like an hour conversation, I don't know how long the panels usually are, but having that conversation mm -hmm. on where is your money best spent <clears throat> and, and, and it could be for any wide range of budgets right. for low budget or no, for high. Yeah. So. yeah. I agree with that. And, and the, uh, the where, even the where could kind of change depending yeah. on the project, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Easily. you know, because it, it definitely has changed for things I've line produced and things that I've done, like, um, you know, whereas on one movie, I was like, oh, this is where we needed to, it's never, it never ends up in hindsight where we sent it, where, where we sent the money, where it needed yeah. to be, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but where it needed to be was all the target always moves right, right. on different projects. So, okay. Um, Chris, hmm. She gave you time to think. She yeah. had a really good answer. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of like, but yeah. I was, I was yeah. You spent your time on your phone. Well, I was trying to maybe this maybe up. how best to. Uh, oh, maybe we should talk. That I have to set this up so that the way people might join us and come speak and let us know how they feel. Um, no, I mean I, I agree with what Brittany was saying. I think organization is a key thing. Um, as far as like what to talk about. Hmm. Hard. I mean, say, kind of. Me, you know, Brittany took more of a macro, like, yeah, producer sort of look at it. Yeah, I think, especially with the stories you have, let me yeah. get me some myself on camera here. Yeah, 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 I think, especially with the stories you have, and what people probably never think. Obviously, they never think about it because you end up having to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, is how to approach it logistically from. An AD's perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how to clean up your desk, so to speak, in that yeah. realm. Yeah. Uh, and do the pre planning so that when you hit the round running, you only have to deal with the problems that present themselves in a normal exactly, way. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Just, I mean, that alone, I think, would fill. Yeah. I mean, just a week. To, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> just to sit down and talk about prep alone. Yeah. And just what, yeah. what kind of movie are you really making? Like, you need to look at that and what and treat prep as it should be treated. Like, don't, don't go into it thinking, Oh, well, I'm going to make this movie, but I'm not going to give anybody any prep, including the AD, including, you know, and then expect us to get on set. And it's like, we're going to fly. That's not the case. You know, like if you're not gonna, that's something I would definitely think there should be, I could definitely tell probably 15 stories just in one week about that and elaborate each day. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, prep is, prep is key and that's something that should be talked about. Um, and, and what that really means too, like what pre-production truly means. Cause I've been on projects before where they thought they had done, you know, a month's worth or two months worth of pre-production mm -hmm. and in their mind, it was just working on the script. Same. It wasn't, you know, yeah. really pre-production is everything that's going to involve production and, yeah. you know, whether it's location scouting, um, you know, scheduling that kind of stuff or, you know, just right. working on your script for two months leading up to it isn't going to prepare you for. No, I mean, and you need to give, you need to give everyone the time. Hold on. I'm going to do this while he's doing that. Uh, you need to get everyone time um, to actually prepare. Like it's not, you don't just call your ADs in and your director in, you know what I mean? And expect to get everything done. Like you need to bring your wardrobe designer. You need to bring the people that need the time. Um, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people skip over is that, you know, if you want to, if you want to get in and start shooting like ASAP, the second, I mean, not ASAP, but you know, like within an hour range, I mean, you need to have your talent needs to go in for pre-fittings and or fittings, not pre-fittings, but for fittings and all that, you know, so that way they are prepared and wardrobe knows and the director is happy with what is on the talent. You know, the same thing with as far as like set decoration and stuff like that, like mood boards, all that stuff that really goes into um, making sure everything's prepared and ready to go for day one, you know, um, and that's all. Uh, I mean, you could do that within two weeks. You could more likely do it in a month, you know, and be prepared and have the director feel like everyone's on the same page, you know, as far, and if you're doing effects, like how big do you want the effects? How small do you want the effects? How bloody do you want them? And how you know, long like, is it going to take? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that also, that's also integral for the AD 
because the AD needs to know that, you know, and be able to plan for, okay, so this effect is going to take us like an hour and a half. I've got a lot scheduled for that day. I need to make some space so that a way that we can make sure, because realistically an hour and a half on an effect is probably more like three hours, you know, um, at least that's the way I do it because it's like something can go, normally something goes wrong, you know, um, either the sprayer doesn't spray exactly right at the first time or like, you know, uh, just name it like as far as effects are concerned and something goes wrong you know something doesn't set right or it's too hot and this is taking a lot longer or it's too cold mm -hmm. and this is drying faster than i actually need it to you know so there's all those things you have to really think about um but yeah i, I definitely pre-production is definitely one thing that i see is always made a big mistake in independent filmmaking because it's not spent like it should be um so there's that but we were just marveling over my lower third. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I should throw that in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, shit, man. I had a good segue from what you were saying. And then I got all up my own butt over ground. <laughs> yeah. um, but I started writing stuff down so we wouldn't forget, but um, I mean, you, you just want in general topics. Yeah, I mean, what you're what you're saying is perfect. You know, because, yeah. oh, this is yeah, okay. I just remembered because I think, and I feel like this is what continually we encounter behind the scenes, like when we're production support. Yeah, is that the only things that people think about? Like what people come in with, they're they're like they just want to hear the glamour, mm -hmm. and just I'm gonna have a great idea. Get my camera. It's Omar, I think, right? It is. Yeah. No, uh, it seems like it. Okay, anyway. Yeah. I'm going to have a great idea, get my camera, get a few like-minded individuals, and just go out and make genius, right? Like that, Yeah. That's all they think about. That's all they think about. You yeah. know, like the surface stuff, which is important. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's what the person watching your movie is, is going to see or whatever, but it never goes beyond. It never goes very deeply into the logistics. Mm-hmm the rubber meets the road type stuff that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And while it may be boring or off putting for some people to hear it. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that will make or break yeah. your production or, you know, your budget or whether the thing even gets done. Right. And I mean, regardless if your director, this is a problem I've encountered before is like, regardless of if your director thinks that, pre-production is important or not like you need to force them to do it you know um I, I, yeah for the director to not do pre-production is insane <laughs> that's unfathomable but unfathomable but to me. i've i've seen i know it, like, i know that's what i'm like, saying like yeah. i can't believe it happens yeah but clearly it does like i've seen a director literally just be like nah you guys can figure it out it's like no like we need to know what you want because if we start trying to figure it out and then on the day it turns into um oh i don't i don't like that we need to change it well wait a minute why, why didn't you look at this? Why didn't you agree upon it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, that's all stuff that I just, I can't, it's hard to believe, but it does happen. And I think that, you know, a good production staff needs to, if a director starts to act like that, they need to act on it immediately and kind of shut it down and be like, no, you're doing this. Like you have to, um, it's your vision. You need to tell us what's going on, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, prep is very important, but also just on the day is important. You know, just being prepared, being ready for anything to go wrong. I mean, it's like, you know, what that uh, bad apples when the fire marshal showed up. Not right. on a bad thing, but like he just showed up because he wanted to inspect because they do that in LA. You know, like he showed, I do it anywhere, really. But uh, he wanted to just check and make sure we were in code. And we were, you know, we had everything. We just had to go grab it really quick. Um, but, you know, it's things like that you need to be prepared for. You need to be ready to answer those questions. Because if you're not, they could very well shut you down, you know, like easily. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just be prepared for, always be prepared for the worst. Because if the worst doesn't happen, then you've done your job, in my opinion. Right. Um, and like, and you know, not just out. Well, it's still outside forces, but acts of God. You yeah. Know what I mean, like what Harvey. happens if yeah. you're doing exteriors and that's the day that it rains. Yep. 
or um well like when we were shooting the pickups for uh mystery spot yeah mm-hmm. and like right when we got ready to go this you know it decided to just start raining, raining and had it rained much harder we would have had to go to plan b but i had a plan b yeah it wasn't ideal but i could have made it work yeah um but just yeah stuff like that could just ruin your whole day and it's 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 amazing to me that when those things happen nine times out of ten the look on the person's face is i never would have thought of this yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah well and it's like how I, I don't know i guess that's just it's weird to me that some people don't think of that but then again i have to think about it that some of these people have never had to think like that so i can't really judge them based on that you know what i mean right um but i mean it's also just like just the one of the topics i would definitely discuss is like the basics of filmmaking you know like like what it really takes i mean not just budget not you know like what you really need to have and if you're a first-time director like talk about being a first-time director that would be something chris um, can you or yeah pause your thoughts and can you hit the two other the uh middle and wide shot got it sorry guys we're dealing with uh canon issue there we go yeah we're back both back yep okay. so if you don't know certain canon models have a uh, a manual uh, automatic 30 minute shut off yeah and you can't bypass it because if they can record more than 30 minutes of uninterrupted video they are considered video cameras and they get taxed differently so canon has decided to take that route to bypass yeah that particular level of taxation there are ways around it but they're kind of i have one of them set up yeah but it's it's a pain in the butt so i it's easier just to go chris hey can you yeah go hit, do hit this that button real <laughs> yeah quick? yeah uh okay so you were you were saying just showing people the basics of film telling how people learn the basics of filmmaking yeah well and i mean just like what it really takes like if you are a first-time director and first-time directors is something else that should have its own that should be its own damn panel. Like if you're a first time director, you need to come in and sit down with an experienced director who will tell you kind of what you need to do um, to make sure your movie's successful, you know? And like, right. and when I say experienced, I mean, somebody that's been around has done it, has not just directed, but has also done other things in production just so they can kind of give you the ins and outs of what you, to expect. Um, <clears throat> so, because being a first-time director, if you're not surrounded by strong individuals, it can easily go down the tank quickly. Um, right. You know, like being surrounded by like a strong DP, a strong gaffer, a strong, you know, producer who may also be a director, you know, um, that can give you, if you start to fall back, like they can kind of pick you up and be like, hey, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, this is what you do to get around it. So we'll do first time director boot camp. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a really good idea. That, that I think it's necessity. One, yeah. And because it's like none of us ever, you know, a bunch of us old dogs will be on that movie and talk shit just because maybe it's coming out of jealousy or whatever. Oh, this fucking guy. I yeah. this movie. But to be honest, none of us are there to make something that fails. Right. Or make a shitty movie. Mm hmm. Maybe some people are just to get a check, but I, I doubt it. Like the yeah. people that we work with, I don't feel that way about. Yeah, no. So um, oh, we Justin. all want to. Hey, Justin. He's watching. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, did he watch? Who's, who's here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So first time director boot camp. That's a good one. That's what I should have done. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I've already submitted my panel. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is when we get done. But. Okay. But yeah, I think that's, that's necessity. I mean, really like, and just that. A, that can become a lot of questions from people that are wanting to direct, you know, fired at someone like you um, who has done this multiple times and can give sound advice. Um, ish. Ish. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but better than like, yeah, yeah, you know, just going straight in and <laughs> trying to figure it. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's how a lot of people do it. And that's how they figure out what this really takes, yeah. you know, and um, the ones take that, licks, that, that's, you know? that seem to stumble into success that way. It's generally a result of them having surrounded themselves with a really good team. Yeah. Um, that kind of like getting Will Barrett, you know, as exactly. GP, you know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. he will help shout out to Will. Uh, he will definitely help you get you on the rails as to what you need to get to yeah. visually tell your story. Yeah. Um, to make it work to get exactly. you all the pieces you need, exactly. but without over, 
he will also be like, you, do you really need that? You were overshooting this. We already got it. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, somebody like that is mm-hmm. essential. It's key. I mean, and t- he's a guy that's eminently experienced and talented. That's bringing years of experience to it. Right. That's not letting his ego get in the way of helping someone make a good movie, a good movie. Yeah. So that, I mean, there's like probably five guys like that, that I've met. I was going to say, yeah, they're they're rare, but they're they're out there. And when you find them, whole lot. Yeah. Don't let go of them. I mean, for sure. They're they're so important too. Yeah. Even as you get more experience, like those are the people you want in the trenches with you, I think. Exactly. I mean, I would definitely say that's that's another thing to talk about is ego, but I mean that's that's something that that's I don't, that's like that's like the Saturday yeah, workshop yeah. we all sit cross legged yeah. talking about mantras and stuff. Yeah. I say that wearing a shelter shirt, but you know, right? I mean, I, but that is an important thing. But that's you know, no one. It's hard to get people to listen to that kind of stuff. Yeah, because either they're like, oh well, I you know that's not me. They're not talking to me. They don't understand. Yeah, my art. Well, it, but, and also. They don't. Uh, it, there was another. There was a number two to yeah. that. I don't remember now, but <laughs> it's mostly that first yeah. one. <laughs> so, but it is that stuff is important. Yeah, I mean, stay humble. Like, don't because you have to have be open. To yeah, other people's input. I mean, because this. Well, yeah, that kind of goes. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. No, please no, do. Well, because I was thinking. It's been a while since we're on camera three. Yeah. Uh, for kind of another option is that sort of comes into another topic I was thinking of, which is like when to compromise your script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that would be, you know, maybe directors or whoever, even DPs with like big egos. <laughs> Justin just said it's all true. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I they, know you know, Justin. Right, <laughs> experienced yeah. it all. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if you have like a big ego and you really want something done a certain way and it just can't happen because of either weather or because of, you know, a stunt or something, and you just have to figure out a different way to shoot it. And, you know, egos might get in the way and say, no, you know, we have to do it this way. I don't care what it takes. And that's going to, you know, this will be bad later because you're either going to affect your time, affect your budget, right. you compromise your actors. So I think it's, you know, it'd be a good way to, what situations do you need to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to take input from other people. How do we fix this problem? I mean, mm-hmm. we've been on sets where you're in the middle of shooting and you have to figure out, you know, how to rewrite a scene almost to make something work. Yeah. That's hard for, I think a lot of first time filmmakers because they, you know, have such a strong vision and they're not used to seeing it evolve from script to production to editing. So yeah, the script is that uh, that's another well, that's another panel, but we'll we'll go over so that. So many panels. Um, <laughs> see, see, yeah, they're just all coming out. But I mean, the script writing panel is important. I mean, because your script is a living thing; like it, it breathes. It's gonna breathe. You're gonna have to change things. You're gonna have to compromise, even at the million, multi-million dollar level. Like you have to compromise. There are th- sometimes there's just things that get in the way, and you can't control it. Um, I'll be it an act of God. I'll be it, you know some crazy thing happened on set, you know, and so we have to readjust for time. Um, so you just have to be ready for that as a director and be ready to adjust and make those changes and think what will better suit or make it work better, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, first time director boot camp is a, uh, wonderful idea. I think we should maybe, uh, Copyright that right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> class. So uh, classes enrollment will start, uh, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I'd love to, but like the, that's a, it, it kind of goes to the ego thing. No one, the, the vast majority of people wouldn't don't want to check themselves enough yeah. to think that they would need that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And unfortunately you only find out when that you need it. When you get on set on set when you know you're wasting money people are waiting on you and people are getting very frustrated there's a tank stuck in the basement oh my god yeah i can't tell you how many times that crossed my mind in the last 10 minutes yeah (laughs) yeah chris everything you guys are saying i was like i was like oh man the tank thing that's the perfect example it is because we had to sit there and like think you know we didn't have any other shots nope yeah shoot if that didn't work and it didn't work so we had to I mean, rewrite the script basically. Yeah. Chris yeah. basically gets to stand there and stare at a 
freaking tank that's stuck in a basement and it yeah. starts pouring down rain. It's like, well, oh, yeah, it's like everything yeah. that could go wrong. Yeah. Did. And being on the other side of that, like I knew how much money from nothing happening. Yeah. Still how much money was being spent. You yeah. Know? So it, it's, it was a movie's worth of money for just that tank. Yeah. Just that day, you know, yeah. everything that happened, you know? So, so um, yeah, you don't want to no. be in that situation. No, you don't. Um, uh, what about, um, you know, you said script writing and it made me think of what you were thinking of doing mm -hmm. for yours was like just basic like format. Here's how you format it. Yeah. Brittany and I just ran into this actually. It's one of the reasons that I brought it up. Yes, I had a script writing. So I took a script writing class in college. And I remember that teacher being so anal when it came to format. I mean, if we had like a period out of place, we would fail. It, yeah. Like he was that bad. I mean, he sat down in class one day after we turned in a project and just yelled at all of us because no one came in with a perfect script. And I remember thinking then just like, okay, calm down. It's not like coding until, and then I obviously realized how much more important it was as I started getting into filmmaking. But it wasn't until I think this project that I realized that it is like coding and like yeah. every period is important mm -hmm. and the formatting is important. And it drove, I mean, I've never been more frustrated with the format of a script. I mean, even as a, as a script supervisor, I've, you know, received some that have had problems here and there and I can fix them. But to just have one that was completely wrong was you know, like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah. It, it really is important. And it's not just so that people can read it because it was actually hard to read as, as out of format as it was. But for every, every department has to have a format for a reason, you know, like mm -hmm. every department is looking for something in a certain spot. And, you know, all of our, our um, softwares that we use now to help break down, you know, need it in a format that's very specific. And it's not like there's a hundred formats. Right. <laughs> there's one format, like mm -hmm. just learn the one, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was one of the things that I was, I've been becoming more and more frustrated with is that I'll get a script. It's sent to me and the most simple of formats are messed up. You know, it's like, I don't understand how you don't understand how to click action, you know what I mean? Or to, you know, click, you know, title or, you know, any of those things. Or just what a proper scene heading, heading is. Yeah, you know, scene like heading. We have interior and exterior labeled for a reason. Exactly. And that's because those are different scenes and different lighting setups. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. And is it day or night? You know, like, yeah. that's another thing. Like, uh, understanding what that means in your script like mm -hmm. especially on your level like with script supervision like it's like if you write in there that it's day in one scene then it's night in the next scene okay well what's your cut point and how does that make sense you know how do you go from a day scene to directly to a night scene are you gonna have like a shot that shows the sun going down are you right. gonna have like what's gonna make that become night yeah. in the script um and i've seen first time you know, directors and writers not understand really the importance of that because yeah. they think, well, it's day and then it's night and then it's day again. But well, this character isn't in that scene, so it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. It because totally does. It would be like in real life, you know, those people aren't going to be wearing the same thing. Mm. They might look more scruffy, you know, something major might have happened during that time and they might have a scar now. Like there's, it is important to on every level to know what your script days are. Right. And if you'd, like you said, if you don't have that in your mind, writing it, it's not going to transfer to the script. It's not going to transfer to everyone else. And it's, it's a problem. Um, by the way, I asked Justin, just wanted to cut in really quick. I asked Justin if he had any ideas. He goes, I ain't got no ideas, but he miss, he misses us. So we miss you too. We Justin. miss you too. I really Justin. wish I could have brought you into I mean, although we, ha I mean, we had everybody we needed, but it would have been nice to just have Justin there, get the yeah, band really back, back together. together. Yeah. Uh, so we'll need to do that soon, soon, yeah. somehow. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I, I agree that the formatting is very much so something that needs to be discussed and made sure people really understand what it takes um, and what you need to do to make sure it's right. Um, and it's not just day night. It's also like bruises. It's also like anything like that, that you're writing into your script. Like I, I actually just recently saw a script where like in one scene, she has a knife 
And then the next scene, it's like the knife just disappears. And it's like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Cause it's not like she gets it knocked out of her hand or anything like that. Like it's just knife, no knife. Mm-hmm. It's like, how does that work? You know? And part of that is going back to script supervision and you kind of look at it and be like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. I would also ask the question while I'm doing a breakdown, like, Hey, should this scene have a knife in it or not? Like, I don't understand why we don't have the knife. And so then- does that mean that you're not interested in my new script ghost knife? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, is it a ghost with a knife? No, the knife is a ghost. The knife is a ghost. Europeans wouldn't ask those questions, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Europeans. So. But that, that goes into like a good, you know, week long panel where your script format then goes into your, uh, your, I don't know, that's a horrible, your script format goes into prep work because, yeah. you know, if you have, like you said, the knife or bruise, the bruise is probably a better ex- example. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, if she has a bruise because she got hit, you need to know in your, in your breakdown, like makeup needs to know what days does she have a bruise? Is it going to heal? Does it get worse? You know, and because they need to know if they need extra time with that actor or actress, uh, you know, on on the days that you're filming that, I mean, that plays a huge part in Mm -hmm. it too. So, or if you need, you know like a flamethrower or something. I'm trying to think of something that you might need to rent a guitar flame, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like you might need to rent it for multiple days, Mm. depending if it's a multiple scene. So the, you know, the script format is broken down correctly for a reason. And then that might guide because everything cascades. So it's like, if it's something like that, that's probably not cheap or a tank. Yeah. You want to put the, now that means those days probably should go together. They should be combined. Exactly. So it's like, there are all these elements that come out of you having things properly formatted right. that then lead to, yeah, like spiderweb out to every department oh, I mean, and how they look at everything. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, literally it, it goes from, you know, doing the script format and everything like that and making sure that everything's correct. It, she's absolutely right. It trickles right back into, and it just breaks out like from that. So I mean, that's one of the reasons why the script is also a living thing. I mean, it has to be right. It is the Bible, essentially, when you're making a movie, you know? It's supposed um, to have all the answers. Yeah. You know, to any question that's being asked by any department. Exactly. Really. And really, the the point of it is for it to be a Bible and for it to have the answers is so said department doesn't have to come to the director and be like, hey, what about this? You know what I mean? It's in there. Did you read the script? Essentially, you know, like it's like with mystery spot, it was completely lined out. Like there was no need for question. It was there, you know, and I'm I not, do, not, I do fuck up the scene transition sometimes you do. because I, because I I'll get into, <laughs> yeah. I know that's something and it's always been a problem, but I, I'll forget. And you're good at that. That's why I'm like, I have to say sometimes I'm like, should I, fi- ah, Chris will catch yeah. it. <laughs> you know, but yeah. that, that is one thing I know I do, but you catch it. So yeah. it's like, I know. Going and, back to having a good, team right surrounding you um but i try to hit everything else correctly yeah but i mean that like you know a scene transition isn't as important as like this person should have a bruise and the bruise should be getting worse or you know Mm -hmm. uh, or this actor who's in this scene in the next scene the actor's not there where the hell did the actor go you know like this makes no sense i mean it's things like that that after went back to California. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but no, it's things like that that I see all the time that drive me kind of nuts because I'm like, guys, this this should be the Bible. This should be your answer to everything. And no crew member should have to come up to the director because literally it's like, hey, look, it's in there. It says this happens, you know. Um, so that's something that I, I think is very important as far as formatting and stuff like that. Um all right. It looks like Justin wrote a chunk there. What's that? He did. He goes, uh, I wish I could have made it there for Mystery Spot. The pics from it looked great and like a lot of fun. And it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. And True story. We do wish you would have been there for sure. Yep. I uh, I just got a chunk of music from Josh. I wanted to listen to it. I got, I got it last night, waited till this morning to download it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it before they get here. But I haven't because I knew that I'd go down. I'd, I'd watch it over and over. Yeah. And get all sucked in and be like, oh, shit, I have to set up. <laughs> so I look forward to watching, <laughs> but it was, it's like the big, the longest pieces that he sent so far for the mm-hmm. 61. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, the long convo at the table. Yeah. Nice. You know, so 
heavy duty stuff. Yeah, the heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, so I cannot wait. I love you, Josh. <laughs> I it's so on point. So something I was just thinking about when you brought up score. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, this is not in my wheelhouse, nor do I ever want it to be in my wheelhouse. I'm not a musician per se. I mean, I did play music in I high dabble, school. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I played like I played the tuba in high school. Like, sure, I can say I played Ooh, the I'll tuba score. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe for Ghost Night. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what were you saying? So anyway, it, it's important, and it's something that. You know, obviously, I couldn't ever go into a, like a panel about, but I mean, I could speak on it from a director's stand side and stand standpoint, and like what happens and why the score is so important, and you mm -hmm. should kind of have an idea of what that score is going to be as you're as you're writing, as you're um, directing, even you yeah. know, so you can hear it in your head and kind of feel what you're seeing. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, just to make sure your beats are right, you know, as far as that's concerned. Right. Like something that maybe it's like a thinking about the more esoteric aspects of putting your movie together that people, again, it's not the glamorous stuff. It's not like this is going to be a money shot and this yeah. is the coolest editor transition in the world. But then you're not thinking about the other ways to get into and out of the, you know, 75 other scenes exactly. in your script, you know, yeah. and getting material that's going to, professional like like make it look professional and right. get you in and out of something right yeah. uh what one thing that someone said i i never it's 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 a weird it was a weird um criticism and i've gotten a lot of them for mm -hmm. psychic experiment trust me but like when we were talking with the four the people that bought it in the foreign space we were all having lunch it was out in la and and they're like we really wish there were more exterior shots, like establishing shots. <laughs> okay. And at the time I was like, what fucking stupid Hollywood bullshit is this? <laughs> but I get, I get what he said, you know, now with time, I'm like, Oh yeah, I get what they were saying. You know, cause that's something we just didn't yeah. think about. And no, yeah. a lot of it was cause we're shooting. I mean, one house was four places. Yeah, so it's exactly. like, yeah. you know, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I, cause it's, it's, it's jarring if you're just somewhere else. Right. You know, and right. it's, it, when you put it together, it's something, it's one of those things also you don't really get until you start editing your movie or seeing what the editor's doing with the movie. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why does that not work? And it's something can be as simple as that. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So stuff, uh, something like that, it's like thinking about the music and the editing or even you know, like not necessarily visual effects because that's a whole other thing. But, oh my God. Yeah. But, um, Things they're going to help you in post production. Yeah, room tone, room tone. You know? Yeah, <laughs> Although, which could also segue into where to use your budget. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I do think, I mean, for those people we're that doing, we're coming together with a nice little curriculum. <laughs> yeah, for the uh, upstart film school. Yeah, established twenty twenty. This might happen. Um, I, you know, obviously, still not in my wheelhouse. Nor do I. I actually never want it to be in my wheelhouse. Well, no, this, this is another this is something thing. else. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Also um, outside the wheelhouse. Yes. Uh, visual effects. I mean, I don't have the patience for it. Don't care to have the patience for it. Um, I still wonder how you and Brittany do it sometimes. Brittany, I, I don't really, it. yeah. I, I the things I do are just like, and really it's like, I've, the things I know how to do, I've learned with great resistance yeah. <laughs> and it's only just to get me out of trouble. Basically. Yeah. Like, I can't. And I, I, but I still, even if it's something I can easily do, like, okay, oh shit, this is kind of spoilery, but I've just edited in my head to not be. There was a picture we put out recently yeah. that I had to go fix something on because it gave something away about the movie, about Mystery Spot. Mm -hmm. And it was the simplest thing to do clone stamp, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I was like, son of a bitch, god damn it. Like the whole time, yeah. it took me 10 minutes, but you know, like, I, I, I just, my brain does not work like that. That's why I'm happy to have people like Brittany, people like Steve, mm -hmm. who's working on shots for us right now, mm -hmm. um, that have that mindset, you know, and I, it's just a certain kind of, well, it's just like skill set. Yeah. It's just like sitting down and going frame by, I, I know you love it, Brittany, and I'm happy you love it, but my God, I could not go frame by frame and just do the same thing over yeah. and over again. It's just, 
Well, there's it's, it's too much. It's, it's come a long way now. So you, there's very not. Well, I don't want to say this very few times, but I mean, there's a lot of things you can do now where you don't have to go frame by frame. But I mean, it's it's a uh, it's almost like an instant gratification, even though that's also wrong because sometimes it'll take eight hours to yeah. get something done. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't feel like that much time has passed. And then when you're finished, it's just I don't know that instant that that type of gratification is just really cool for me. So gotcha. That's why I like it. So uh, I'm gonna ask Brittany a question. While I do that, will you do you mind? Uh, hitting just to keep it on because sure. it's about time to reset sure, sure. or one and two yeah i got it thank you mm -hmm. uh so do you think that with that said do you think if paris randall came to you and was like okay uh steve nichols got the runs and he can't teach he can't teach this visual <laughs> effects class is it good yeah you, yeah just pop them yeah we're good cool. um do you think you'd be able to not necessarily teach the same stuff he was going to teach but like start Give people in sort of an entry level overview of what it takes, what you need to think about, how best to get the uh, assets that you need to do it right. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, was, I, I, I feel pretty strongly that I could now. There was a time that I felt like I could get things done, but they may not be the correct way to do it, or there's yeah. probably an easier way to yeah. do it. Yeah. But then the more that I would you know, watch video, other videos and, of how to do it, the more I realized that, no, I was kind of doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Or there may, there's two different ways. Like everybody kind of has a different yeah. way. But as long as you know you know, what your tools do. They always say that for Photoshop. Like if you can just learn what all the tools do, then it's easy yeah. to incorporate them into whatever effect you're trying to do. And so to me, that would be where I would start in yeah. what tool. And, but there's just, there's so many now, you know, I know that there's so much still that I could learn and that I'm trying to learn. And it'll probably always be that way, especially mm -hmm. since they're always updating and changing mm -hmm. things and making it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, there's definitely thinking back to where I was maybe, you know, six or seven years ago, I, you know, I don't have to look up a whole lot of stuff now. Like I can easily, you know, produce something depending on the effect of what it is. So usually now if I'm having to look up something, it's because I know they've come out with a new plugin that would make it a lot easier right. to do. So yeah. Cool. Animation would be the only exception to that. That's like that's when hopefully Steve would get over it, like pop a few <laughs> yeah, Pepto Bismol. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. his thing. I yeah. can take three D renderings and manipulate them all day long, but creating the three D renderings that's or even even two D animation, and I know even After Effects has done it, to, has made that so much simpler. But that's not something that I've um, tapped into yet. I would love to because I feel like you can do Brittany's VFX jamboree. Nice, yeah. but it's yeah, the the animation is is. It's, um, what are they, like 1202 of Britney VFX Chambry? It's not entry level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> 1202 yeah. instead of 1200. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, and, well, and you might as well just add up some sort of, put some sort of editing thing on up there as well. I mean, if you're going to do VFX, because <laughs> editing, it, it, a good editor is worth its weight in gold. Like to be yeah. completely honest, um, I mean, sometimes editors will literally take take what you've shot and mix it up a little bit, and your story changes, but for the better, you know. Um, so I, I definitely think a good editor is important. And understand this is something I've always preached is that any director needs to edit something at least once. At least. I 100% agree. That is my dining license yeah. argument for movies. Yeah. You know, like where I said, where I would, from waiting tables for so many years, it's like, before you can go out to a restaurant, you should have to do a week of waiting tables Absolutely. to get a dining license. Yeah. Yep. And before you can go. <laughs> you can go. Yeah. And Just I, so you know. I feel the same way about, you don't have to be an editor or, or even do it well, but you need to get an idea of what it's like to take that stuff. Absolutely. And get you know see what you need and what you don't need and what you needed but you didn't get yeah um, and go through that process because it changes the way you think mm -hmm. about what you need and you know what you get on set and what you definitely make sure you have time for yeah what's going to kill you 
Uh, so yes, I hundred percent agree. And Can you I just ask, like a random like offshoot question of this, sure. just to get an opinion, because I okay. feel very strongly about it. And okay. y'all know which direction I'm going. This sounds you... good. Yeah, let's see where this takes us. <laughs> well, it's not. It's just it, it has to do with slating. So directing, <laughs> I know, because it's a thing. Uh, yeah. So if you're directing it yeah. and you know you're going to edit it, is slating still important? Absolutely. Why? Tell me, Chris. Why is it still important? I just want to hear it from someone else because I it is so important to me and it is a pet peeve of mine to be on a set that won't slate. And I just recently was and they were like, it's okay, the director's going to edit it. It doesn't matter. And it frustrates me. I'm sorry, I'm taking over. No, you're Why, fine. Chris? No, you should. No. <laughs> I mean, the slate is your guide to the Bible. Like... I don't, I, no matter what, even if a director thinks he knows what he shot, he's going to spend 10 more hours. Right. That adds looking, so much time footage. footage. Like, I guarantee you, when that person gets in the editing suite and starts going in, in you know, going through ingesting everything and trying to label it, he will be, I, because this happened to me, because on my first couple of things, I don't remember when I was like, just kind of like, it, it's got to happen. But this, I definitely was like, okay, this is the first thing that goes, you know, we're wasting time or whatever. Um, and when I edited whatever that it might have been closet space, I don't really remember. It probably was though, because it was something bigger. Um, I wanted to shoot myself in the head for doing that because it made everything so much more complicated when I was trying to organize things to 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 do the actual edit and find things and figure out what was good and what wasn't. Because that is really the only guy. How else are you going to know? I don't know. That's my question. Because I, I always thought maybe it was just me being, you know, strict because as a script supervisor, that's how I make my notes, right? Um, but I've been, I can't tell you, probably nine out of ten sets that I've been on, they just don't think it's very important. And whether it's because the uh, director is going to edit it, well, you might think so and then get yeah. halfway through it and need to pass it off to someone. And then how are they going to know? Right. Or when you should give, if you take it to a sound mixer, you know, they still kind of want to know it. Like you're, you can't, how do you, I, I can't even like form words at this point yeah. because it frustrates me so much. And, and the time thing is what I get from most directors on set. Like we don't have time for that. I'm like, we just waited 30 minutes yeah. for a light. It's going to take yeah, really, how much does it, seconds yeah. to slate. Yeah, what do you mean you don't have two Unless seconds you to have slate in the frame? stupidly lit a fuse on something that is about oh, yes. to... No, so tail slating is fine. Right. But there are, and Chris knows that I only have like three instances ever for tail slating because mm -hmm. the the percentage of actually getting a tail slate in is like 10%. Yeah. Um, but there are those times and I just feel like it's a very amateurish move that you see with a lot of either egos yeah. or you see a lot of with new directors and um, it's, it was put in place a long time ago. There's a couple things that are old school that I feel like maybe aren't necessary, but that was put in place a long time ago for a very good reason. Uh, just so you, it's not just us three telling you that you're absolutely correct. Justin has also responded, you need to freaking slate. It's just lazy not to. It is. It's, right. so. it's, it's, it is probably one of the most infuriating things that I can think of happening on set for me. Yeah. Right. I think I've summed it up best in the course title for uh, Brittany's VFX Jamboree 1204. <laughs> Slate, damn it! <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you answered you answered that. And question. a prerequisite is Britney's VFX chamber. Yeah, so twelve hundred. Yeah, before you have to go for Yeah, but no, I mean, you you kind of said the same about that as far as like it being the guide to the Bible of the book, you know, of the script, um, because it's like if you don't slate, your script supervisor is basically just saying, okay, well then this is this is this shot, but I, I can't tell you where it goes. You well, know what I mean? Well, the good script supervisor like me is still going to slate it in her notes. Well, <laughs> like you're going to have no idea. You know, it's not going to go any, that's what I mean. That, yeah, yeah. It's not going to go to anything regardless if you slate it in notes or not. But like, I mean, they'll, they can look for the clip. But I can't tell you, you know, how many times but that's not that helpful. like audio clips have gotten out of sync with video yep. clips. And so, you know, to sync those, which there's, uh, there are a lot of productions that sync them together, so they don't have to use that. But, I mean, if there were ever a problem in post-production, it mm -hmm. would take you hours, like you said, another 10 hours to figure out where this clip is. Oh, it. maybe it was missing. And, you know, you, yeah. how are you going to know that that was the clip that it was missing on? So Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. The only way that I was, because we're pretty much picture locked on Mystery Spot, minus, like, very small things, but the only way I was able to get through that that fast 
was because of those things, Slate, your notes, because I could find, I mean, I remembered a lot of stuff, of course, but how to find it when you're looking at just like the file names this long, you know yeah. what I mean? And every thumbnail looks the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, yeah, I was able to, that's how I was able to blaze through that so fast. It's like I had re points of reference. Exactly. Well, and you as the director, like can then turn to scripty and say, Hey, make a note for that, that slated clip mm -hmm. that there's a specific thing I want, you know, that I want to make sure I use in the edit. Mm -hmm. That's another reason why the slate's important. By the way, Justin, again, is chimed in. Uh, he just wants to let everybody know. Does he just want to be number four? Yeah, yeah he pretty about me now. He, he kind of is. is. He kind of yeah. is. Yeah. You're already indoctrinated. Uh, we're just like yeah. Skyping in. Yeah. Point. He goes, and I've said the same thing many times about anyone that wants to direct should have experience editing. Uh, they need to understand that process as well. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's yeah. super, super yeah. important. So, uh, oh, he's got to get out. Later. Yeah, we're, we're going to probably wrap it up in like three minutes or so, yeah. like a solid hour. Yeah, yeah. So, but thank you, Justin. Thanks, Justin. All right. So, so are you going to reveal what your? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what is your? Uh, what is your panel about? So, what? Because I started thinking about what, kind of thinking like this, but trying to not to get it. I don't want to say too dry because that's pejorative. I don't think that this stuff we're talking about is dry. Yeah, but it's eye rolling to people that don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm trying to like get people excited about the whatever it is. Right. Right. But I also was trying not to do the same shit you always see or mm -hmm. turn it into like basically an excuse to jerk myself off. Right. You know, look at the stuff I did, how amazing I am, you know? Yeah. So, and I was like, okay, what's good? Like meat and potatoes stuff that people would need to know that you wouldn't just get from watching a YouTube or something that I find is lacking from a lot of, behind the scenes or YouTube videos or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so I decided to do, um, what did I call it? I called it from the, uh, oh, pulling the material from the immaterial. Oh. And it was, yeah, I know. It's college boy. Um, <laughs> but I decided to, but basically what it is, is uh, how, what I would do. And I, I, I did a version of this with some of my older film uh camps uh the ones that were like 15 to 17 because they could really get their heads around it mm -hmm. but how i would go from a sequence in a scripted sequence maybe even how i got there what inspired it to the storyboards to what we shot to what the final sequence is yeah so like what what it started at what what it became and how we got, how how we got there and specifically stuff that's difficult like hive chamber stuff, oh, yeah okay. anything that's like visual effects or just um one of the things and i think what also inspired me to do this was uh cartoonist kayfabe which is a youtube video i watch a lot a youtube channel i watch a lot they covered the issue of miracle man where miracle man throws he basically slings the mad scientist up into the right. stratosphere and then the guy rockets back to catch on fire. Mm. The thing that inspired the end of psychic experiment. Yeah. And I, and I thought of that and I was like, well, if you just saw that written, because so many people are like, how did you figure out how to do that? Yeah. Right. If you just saw it written, you'd be like, how would you do that? And how, yeah. not just how would you, how is a lot easier to answer now because of what we can do in movies, but how on a $150,000 budget, yeah. do you do that? You know, do you do that? So I could take people through that and then actually show it to them. Yeah. You know? They can actually like, see this it. is what we did. And these are the pieces we had to get. And this is what Adrian had to do. So it's, so it's basically based around that and sequences like that. And maybe not all just like complicated VFX stuff, but also, um, like in, um, well, I can't give that away, really, but scene sixty-one type things. Yeah, have yeah, a lot yeah. of people doing yeah. a lot of things from different well, places, and there's scenes like that in every one of them. I, mean, I always seem to write one of those <laughs> for some stupid fucking reason. Hive chamber, yeah, so that's why I call the hive chamber scenes. But scenes like that where it's like you don't, in your mind, you don't think this is going to be difficult. It's just people talking, and then you know, and then you're like, well, how do you properly cover that and sell it with all the pieces you need? 
and tell the story to someone that doesn't know what's going on. Exactly. Someone from the outside looking in. So that's kind of what I'm focusing in on. Uh, and I might show a little bit of that scene because I think it is, it's a good example of that yeah. where it's like, there's not a whole lot going on, but there's a whole lot going, going on, on, you know? So that was kind of my angle. Cause I think that's something you don't really get a lot of. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That would be something be cool. that's not like cliche in a festival. Yeah. People don't specify in that area. So yeah, yeah that's cool. Like right. It. Yeah. Cool. Little work. I think I don't mean I think I'm just joining in on the script writing panel. So yeah, I don't know if they have I mean they haven't given me all the details, but if something changes and it looks like I'm like heading right. it, then I'll figure all that out. Cool. Format, format, format. Yep. Yeah. That is something we will be talking about. Yeah. Quite honestly, in our script writing panel. Um, so would you like an example of that? Actually <laughs> actually I was gonna see if maybe we could bring you in as well as a guest. I'm gonna try to talk to him just so you can speak from like the Only supervision. Only if I can come out from a curtain with like a pause. And yeah, it's a jamboree. Yeah, yeah, the jamboree. <laughs> it's a jamboree. I mean we gotta have the you know, the um what is that instrument? The banjo? No, 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 the no. Tambourine. The tambourine. We gotta have tambourines. Oh, okay. I was Everybody's... going for like the jug. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean and like I'll, I'll get one of those brooms that's in a bucket with a string on it. <laughs> we know we just all come out in blues brothers you know yeah yeah, yeah. the uh yeah that would be awesome but yeah, yeah i think i mean honestly that that's something that people don't think we've said this a million times but you don't think about what a script supervisor does mm -hmm. and how important that until really you is have had one and then don't have one yeah. or have one for the first time and go holy shit you know yeah. like, see how it sort of changes you your see experience. see the amazing that's an aspect goals. of the crew that people don't think about a lot let me throw in an iteration of that though. A good script supervisor. Yeah, let's make sure that's clarified. Um, yeah. Because a bad supervisor can really, really screw things up. Right. Well, it just wastes money. Yeah, really. that too. So here we have that. You can't see the top ones because of the glare, but um, I've got. So I'm glad we did this because I got to fix that tomorrow. So we've got where to use our budget, prep and pre production work, first time director boot camp, script formatting which also ties back into prep and pre-production work. Mm -hmm. Brittany's VFX Jamboree. And we've got like four breakout sessions from that, <laughs> I think. Editing and uh, slate, damn it. Which seems like it shouldn't be a whole workshop, but it probably should be. Well, because you need to know how to slate properly. And so. what it does for you. Yeah. Like probably showing some examples of like when you did and when you didn't. Right. You know, um, it's a good list. And then my script to screen thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we'll see how that we'll see we'll see how that works i mean again that was just something that i thought people might want to hear yeah no, I we'll like see it. The, what the response it's is it's definitely and, cooler than it's definitely more original than anything i've been to at any of these and days. i think yeah. it's a good like it hits a good target to where it's it'll if you're if it's a younger audience they could still get into it because of it's still the process yeah, yeah and that there's people wanting to do well and i think a lot of people who might have like a really cool film idea may have like one of the first ideas they come together with is a uh, intense scene you yeah know, whether it's an action scene or you know a very intense dialogue right. scene and so those are important scenes a lot of times maybe even a climax of the scene of the movie that you need to make sure it's worked out really well. And so it would be interesting to see. Like, I think it kind of touches on all of them almost, you know, too, like where to compromise and have pre-production the mm -hmm. scene so you know how to shoot it and where and right. whatnot. So that's cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm pretty good at being a genius aggregator, I guess. That's my last <laughs> <line. laughs> Um so we'll probably wrap. I mean, we're going for an hour. Yeah. So on that, what, so I told you I had a good question. Mm, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. good. Uh, so uh, we'll wrap it up here. But these videos will live on on the YouTube channel and on my face on my Upstart Filmworks Facebook. So if you have suggestions, throw them in there because we're still putting these together. So yeah. we could always incorporate stuff, or you know, who knows? Or if there's something we've mentioned that you want us to expand upon right there's a certain aspect of it that we may not think about please yeah. let us know so one more time if you are interested in coming to see chris's movie here's the info you can go to my website the ticket link you just click on the in the blood poster and it will tell you where to buy tickets if you are interested in entering the raffle then uh here's the info for that 
just send a postcard or envelope. Doesn't matter what's in the envelope. I mean, you know, stick some money in there. It's fine. <laughs> or just a note that says, hi, don't send me money. I'm just, and don't send me your scripts either. No unsolicited scripts. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, send it to this address, my business address, and then send me an email uh, alongside that so I can know that you sent something. And then if for some reason we don't get your submission, I'll just print your email out and put it in the drawing. And I'm doing the drawing on March the 6th, I believe. So, so there's that. And then, uh, so in closing, do you want to talk about the premiere? I guess, do I know more info about it than you do? I mean, if there's something that you haven't, you're talking about the, the specific, actual premiere. Yeah, the Germany um, thing. You definitely know more about that than I do. Okay. Because so you've been in contact with have. So. Yeah, we, I'm uploading, I'm exporting it for upload now in the other room. So the world premiere of Iman, uh, keep doing it, I do In too. the Blood. Yeah, In the Blood. The world premiere of In the Blood will be uh, at the Weekend of Fear in Germany, which is May the 9th and 10th. Uh, uh, of this year, and it's in Erlangen, Germany. Erlangen. Erlangen. They specifically asked to premiere it. So awesome. Thanks, yep. guys. Now, that's, you know, our private screening is April the 11th in Houston, mm -hmm. but that's private. It's a benefit screening. Yep. Cast and crew and a few close friends. Uh, it's a benefit to uh, help support uh, my assistant, Caitlin, who's dealing with her uh, battle with cancer right now. I saw her yesterday, proof of life. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's doing pretty well, actually, all things considered. Good. Awesome. Yeah, Tal and Kim were there nice. holding it down. So. Nice. Friends from Cypher. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, she seems to be doing okay. She has to go in for another treatment this week, I believe. Uh, her hair is starting to fall out. She's kind of bummed about that. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully she won't have to go through it for too long. So the screening, the private screening does benefit a good cause. So please, if you're in Houston or nearby and want to check it out, tickets are a little over half gone, so jump on it. Um, if you want the info here, let me just go ahead and put this up for you. One again. more time. One more time as we leave you. <laughs> yeah. There's the event info. Um, so yeah, our world premiere is going to be in Germany in May. And then there's a couple of things after that, that we're waiting on putting together. So, uh, it will start making its way out into the world. And, uh, so we're pretty excited. It's going to be awesome. Any final thoughts from you guys? No. Slight damn it. Slight, Slight damn, damn it. it. Yeah. Um, fuck cancer. I'll definitely say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I That's, can. I'll, yeah. I can co-sign that for yeah. sure. Uh, all right. So hopefully we'll do this again soon. Yeah. It seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. All right. So uh, we will see you next time. See you. Literally see you. Literally next time. see you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Adios. Bye.